Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. No, I can't. Oh, there it is. Okay, all right. We're going to do that kind of a show today. Okay, I got you. Hello, my dear listener. Thank you for being with us. And uh, guess who's back as our in-studio guest co-host today? Your favorite. She's your favorite. And I know it's mostly because of the uh, YouTube videos. You just watch them and slow them down and watch her every move. This would be Clarice Connolly. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's what you came up with? How's it going? Thank, thank you for the <laughs> uncomfortable interjection. For the awkwardness there, you're welcome. Uh, why don't you tell the nice folks uh, about yourself? You're a coach and a leader. You work with women. Uh, what? Did, uh, who should who should know about you? Um, everyone. So I'm a women's <laughs> empowerment coach in San Diego, and I work with women worldwide to really support them in feeling seen, being heard, and really being understood as they probably haven't in a very long time, if not ever before, and really supporting them to get themselves back on the top of their priority list as they've generally selflessly poured into so many others, just giving an opportunity for them to feel poured into on a weekly basis and building their dreams as a reality. How do people find out about you? Find me online, empoweringwomen.coach. Empoweringwomen.coach. Well played. That's good. That's good. Sorry about the we, we were talking before the show started about men being inappropriate with you, and I, I think I just picked up that energy. Are, are we okay? Are we good? Yeah. All right. I think it's empoweredwomen.coach. I got nervous. You got me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I know what's got you uncomfortable. <laughs> we're about to interview one of our so one of our excited. like we're starstruck. Is what's I know. Happening. I'm like we're both like oh, I can't wait for the show with Dad Millman. What What do I do? Yeah. How do I so. Do this? So we've, we've got a few other things to say before we get started, but you have arrived on an excellent day to listen to this here podcast, folks. Um, we've got an extraordinary guest today. We're going to spend the entire hour with the amazing, the amazing. international best-selling, the uh, life-altering, the former world gymnast coach, martial arts gymnast. teacher, and college professor, and that's not even what he's known for, Dan Millman. How excited are you? I, I, yeah, I can't even contain myself. <laughs> you really can't. I don't know how well I'm going to do through this. I'm just so You're excited. just going to scream and run out of the room. Um, what, uh, what we want to say, of course, is that first and foremost, uh, we, today is August 30th and we're sort of just in the in-between yeah, landfalls of Hurricane Harvey. We want to, um, send out our, our love and our, uh, support and our, kind and healing thoughts mm. to the communities of Texas, Louisiana, where, uh, that are most impacted, you know, like many hurricanes, the damage won't be known for weeks to come. And, you know, there are thousands and tens of thousands of people misplaced, displaced, I should say, um, uh, out of their homes and their regular lives. So we send our, our love. And if you want to send a donation, there should be a donation button on our website today. And, um, or you can, you know, reach out to the many fine charities. Please check out Charity Navigator so that you know that your money is going to people where they need it and not to, you know, fees and, and administration. Um, anything that you want to say about that or is that complete for you? Uh, I'm as an empath. My heart just hurts. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. 
And thanks to all the, the millions or the tens of thousands of people that are going to help down there. I love the Cajun Navy, people towing their fishing boats to I go help people. I saw that. It's so beautiful. Right. Talk about community. Human beings. you got to mm-hmm. love them. Um, also, we've got uh, some acknowledgments to give out. We want to let you know that I just came back from the ICF Converge, Ooh. the uh, annual, well, it's not annual. It's going to be like every few years. Yeah. Global Meeting of Coaches, a conference of coaches through the International Coach Federation. We are privileged, proud, and delighted to be an, a media partner with the International Coach Federation. In, uh, I think we're in our fourth year of partnership with them. We're delighted to promote the fine work that those people do. We're um, excited to be a part of it. And, of course, the ICF is the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches. They've got great people there. We got to meet a lot of them out in uh, Washington, D.C. Can I tell you when not to have a conference, by the way? During a hurricane? No, no. Well, that's one for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, you make an excellent point. Uh, in August in Washington, D.C. Oh, it's humid, huh? It's a, you didn't it's a like swamp. that, did you? It's a swamp. Yep, yeah. I'm from that part. That's awful. <laughs> uh, anyway, the ICF, I digress, is a leading global organization dedicated to advancing the coaching profession. How do they do that? By setting up high standards, yes, providing independent certification. I love that, and building a network of trained coaching professionals. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, the ICF membership elicits instant credibility for those of us that are members, like me. Are you? Are you? Not yet. Loser. Uh, yeah, they're also committed to connecting professional coaches with the tools and resources we need to succeed in our careers, and. The thing that I love is it's a huge storehouse of research information. Anything you need to prove the ROI of coaching, to prove that coaching works with this group or that group or in this organization or that kind of NGO, all of it's right there. They've done incredible work in amassing a a storehouse of research about coaching. Anyway, hopefully you're sold. Go check out ICF. Where do people find the ICF? You can find them online at coachfederation.org. So coachfederation.org. Or on Twitter at... At ICFHQ. <laughs> at, at. Okay, yeah. good. And uh, every quarter or so, we have an ICF representative right here on the show. So you can find out and talk to people like Magda Mook, the executive director, and uh, George Rogers, the assistant executive director, and a bunch of the big wigs there. Uh, it was a good conference. It was an amazing conference. Uh, some parts were horrific. Some parts were wonderful. And I'll have more of that sometime when we don't have a major celebrity like Dan Millman here. I know. Uh, we should also talk about our other sponsor, longtime sponsor for this podcast for all 15 or 16 years that we've been here, uh, Accomplishment Coaching. If you're looking for the world's finest coach training organization, if you're looking for coach training or leadership development training at the highest level, check out Accomplishment Coaching. They have uh, It's a boutique program. It's small groups in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a year-long program. It is not for the faint of heart. It is expensive, arduous, and rigorous. Uh, but if you're... Like me, yeah, serious and want training and development at the highest level. If you're somebody who wouldn't just enlist but wants to go to the Navy SEALs, the, you know, the (laughs) elite, uh, and you feel that way about your coaching and leadership, check out Accomplishment Coaching. Uh, Clarice, let's see if you can come up with the city. So Accomplishment Coaching is in a city near you. Ready? Go. Chicago. Yes. New York City. Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. Our nation's capital needs it. San Diego. Ah, Seattle. Beautiful. And Victoria, British Columbia. Awesome. So if you're near and in anywhere near those places or going to visit those places, you can go see Accomplishment Coaching in action for free. Get yourself an invitation. Go and observe the training program in person without any sales pitch. It's just an opportunity to see what coach training at the highest level is like. And as far as I know, nobody else does that. I think it's an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. 
Anything else you want to say? No, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. You're a woman of a few words today. I'm just trying to contain myself for the entire hour. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we let you then, your, his, his number one fan, his largest <laughs> fan. Dan's actually been with us before, I think. Yay! <coughs> Pardon me. It was right after, um, heck, I'm not going to, it was either the, the Four Purposes of Life or the Journeys of Socrates. We got to speak with him once before. He's an extraordinary man. What do you want people to know about him? He's a from, former world gymnast. I already said all that. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the seventeen books he's written. You want to talk about that? <laughs> seventeen books published in twenty-nine languages and shared across generations of millions of readers. His classic work, "Way of the Peaceful Warrior," which is my all-time favorite book, yes, <laughs> was adapted into a two thousand six film, which I had no idea. And I'm totally going to watch now. So he speaks worldwide from, to people from all walks of life and welcomes visitors to go on his website to www.peacefulwarrior.com. We are delighted and, and honored to welcome back to our, our microphones Dan Millman. Hello, sir. Well, hello, Clarice and Christopher. And in response to your earlier starstruck comments, I think my wife would give you a big eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of marriage right oh. there. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you, sir, and uh, I know that we speak for thousands, not only of coaches and, and tens of thousands, not only of coaches, but also just human beings. You have awakened people to uh, their own greatness. You've awakened people to um, a world that, that sort of surpasses or transcends the daily life. Um, how does it feel at this point in your career to have made such a huge difference in the lives of so many people? Well, I, I can't really know uh, the effect of my words. I do know when I go to a new city, I generally make a point to pick up a little litter uh, if I find <laughs> some on the sidewalk because I can't know the impact of my words, but I do know when I leave a city, it's going to be a little cleaner. So um, I'm not just being modest here. How can we know how our words impact others? You know, I, I admire school teachers. Uh, I've had, we've probably all had one or two teachers we remember over the decades who impacted our life, and they can never know how they've influenced all the, all the people who passed through their doors. And the same with life coaches and various coaches. Um, how do we know what someone's going to pick up on, what we say almost in passing that really touches somebody and makes a real difference for them, uh, gives them a resource they can draw upon later on. So that's what I'll try to do during our conversation today. Um, and that's what I continue to do. It's how, how I'm wired. Well, I appreciate your modesty. And more than that, I love the point you made about litter. One of my first mentors, you know, we were very important people walking around town in our suits and, um, downtown San Diego at the time, and he uh, started doing that as we were walking along when there was a piece of paper or a piece of trash or an empty bottle. He would pick them up and put them in the trash. And I said, you know, we're, we're guys in suits down, walking around downtown. What are you doing? He said, making the world a little better place. And I Bing. love that you do the same thing. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. Part of the solution. Um, you say that it's hard for us to know our impact, and I, I hear that. But uh, you've got some people who love your work, including – now, we should say that uh, you've just released your latest book, The Hidden School, The Return of the Peaceful Warrior, which sort of fills in a little bit of the journey of the peaceful warrior. And it is recommended and beloved by none other than people like Don Miguel Ruiz, Quincy Jones, Carolyn Miss, and Tony Robbins. 
So you got to feel like you're making some sort of an impact when people at the top of their professional game are uh, are lauding your work. I think in, in the satisfaction comes from the fact that I've over the last uh, at least three decades, I've developed a, a fairly good reputation, I think, for being pretty authentic, uh, sense of integrity. Um, so those people are happy to be associated with me, and they were happy to offer a, a comment. Um, and yes, it, it is it is a nice thing. And I, I know there are also at the same time many young authors who are struggling. You know, they're writing their first novel or a book they want to share with people. And they feel like they're on the outside, wondering how they're ever going to, you know, get rise above the noise. Well, they have to become social media mavens to, to get recognized or seen at all. So I've, I'm in a very fortunate position. I was able to get my foot in the door decades ago, and I got very lucky with writing a book that happened to resonate with many people, and other books that followed. So. Um, you know, I, I know I, I sound humble, but I'm really not that humble since I heard a quotation by Golda Meir. She said, stop acting so humble. You're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Made I a certain it. sense, you know. Um, and, and people who don't know my work, and some of your listeners aren't familiar with, with my stuff, um, you know, I, I like to um, explain that I'm not like a motivational um teacher, somebody came up to me after a seminar once and said, Dan, I, I feel so inspired. I said, don't worry, it'll pass. <laughs> because, because it does. You know, mm-hmm. Motivation comes and goes and inspiration rises and falls. And there are things we can rely on that are less fickle, less mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. Um, we can draw upon inner resources. Uh, in the same way, we've all done things we weren't motivated to do, like take out the trash mm-hmm. or take our kids to school or change a diaper or whatever it is. Um, we can do these things and we can behave in ways that bring out our best no matter what we happen to be feeling or thinking, whether our thoughts mm-hmm. are positive or negative. So that's kind of a core of what I'm teaching these days. We should talk about the seminal work, the work that mo- you are, I believe, most known for, which is your 1980 book, The Way of the Pe- Sorry, Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I always put the in there, but it's not there. Way of the Peaceful Warrior. As an introduction, you know, I mean, the subtitle is A Book That Changes Lives. So you clearly had an intention there. Um, Maybe you and Clarice can work out the sort of a a bottom line of that book so people can get an idea of where your work starts and where they can start in in familiarizing themselves with what you've created. Sure. Um, To provide a context, in, in in a way I could say I'm one of the uber coaches because I began Mm -hmm. literally as a coach, as a young gymnast, and I was a world champion and so on, and All-American in all all the events. I'm sorry, Humble Bragg says what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And that's just, that's subjective. That's part of my past. So I did did accomplish that, and and yet it didn't make me happy except for a little while. Um, And my interests eventually expanded out of the arena of seeking to ways to create more talent for sports. And into the larger arena of how can we create more talent for living, facing mm-hmm. the actual challenges of everyday life? So I went from being a sports coach to, I suppose, one of the first life coaches before anybody had invented that term mm-hmm. because that was my interest. We live here in daily life, not, a, not in the gym all the time. So that's when I began a, a, a long search to uh, find – work with different mentors and – 
have different experiences and trainings. And eventually it led to an approach to living that mm-hmm. I referred to as the peaceful warrior's way. Now, Christopher, you, you had said that, uh, you know, you must have had some idea subtitling your book, a book that changes lives, but that's actually not how it happened. When the book first came out, it was subtitled A Basically True Story, <laughs> which, which my editor thought was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But the bookstores at the time, there was no Amazon, the bookstores didn't know where to shelve it. Is it fiction, nonfiction? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Basically Autobiography, true? right. Where, where do we put so, it? Right. So it died. It, it didn't get into any stores mm-hmm. and it, it quickly died and went out of print. And it was only three and a half years later that an old gentleman named Hal Kramer, uh, a retired publisher, um, I, I call him an old gentleman. He was probably a few years younger than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> but he he discovered the book and said, I'm going back into publishing. And because he was getting – we were getting so many letters from people mm-hmm. saying the same thing over and over. This book changed my life. This book expanded my perspectives. This book changed my life. So that's why my publisher decided to use that subtitle. It wasn't created by me mm. and was reflective of all the mail we were getting. And I've asked people, what do you mean it changed your life? How can a book do that? And I think it was in a sense it covered certain fundamental life skills. Uh, now it's become you know, almost like uh, populist uh, in- info about living in the present moment, though there's a lot more to say about that than mm-hmm. most people do. Um, certain life skills that can actually help us fr- from, from the Buddhist tradition, from uh, the Sufi tradition, uh, and, and many others. Um, that can help our lives. So I conveyed what felt important to me through um, an autobiographical account of my young uh, years as a college gymnast and this old guy I met in a service station. Uh, He wouldn't tell me his real name, but he was a mechanic there. And um, I started calling him Socrates. He reminded me of the old Greek sage. And that is what the story is about, the first book. Uh, and that's why The Hidden School, my latest book, is called Return of the Peaceful Warrior, the, the subtitle. Now, the paradox is, is it are we talking about Socrates or Dan Millman? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is revealed, of course, in the course of the, of the story. Socrates, of course, being Plato's teacher, does that make you... Um... Plato? Plato? Well, I guess, yeah, you could draw that analogy. Um, I, f- I feel like we have a platonic relationship. As wow, how nice. How <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt. Please go ahead. No, no, you, not at all. I, I, I appreciate those uh, uh, comments. Um, well, yes, Socrates was an oral teacher. He didn't really write anything down. He, he was actually a warrior. He was an uh, expert wrestler. He saved the life of Alcibiades in the Peloponnesian War. So he was quite the warrior. Many people don't know that. They know him as an old philosopher. Um, but he had a great deal of integrity, and I didn't know many of these things when I wrote the book. I just knew this old philosopher called Socrates. Um, so he was, in a sense, a peaceful warrior, a high degree of integrity if people have studied his life. And yes, Plato did give words and wrote down records of his, uh, his teachings, his dialogues, and so on. And I suppose, in a way, you could say I'm, I'm doing a similar thing. I just I just need to like throw out there in case anybody who's listening that hasn't read Way of the Peaceful Warrior the book is literally one of those like as a person who really is in personal development books like loves chewing on the newest the latest the most popular book to really kind of expand my consciousness mm-hmm. the Way of the Peaceful Warrior was such a playful easy like light read it was like at the end of a hard day 
doing all this tedious work or whatever it might be. Like it was so nice to just pop into the world of Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And it kind of felt almost like an on-ramp or like training wheels to people that, you know, maybe aren't having the conscious conversations or living a conscious life or whatever it may be, right? Like I love that it's such a light read with such profound wisdom in it. Yes, and... Judging from your copy of it, which you brought with you, it's, it's dog-eared. It's like you've, <laughs> it's you've highlighted. beaten the crap There's out of the book. There's so many markers in here. <laughs> so what what would you say, like, is, um, like, how did it come so easy? Like, how was it just so beautifully and eloquently written and yet so profound for you? From a from a professional athlete. Yeah. Like a, how would have thought? World-class athlete. Like, yeah. what, what for you was the, the switch? Like, what provoked... Or what was the catalyst to getting it? Like this is this is important. This needs to be written. Well, it, every book, ideally, or any performance, any work of art, I suppose, uh, needs to look easy, uh, graceful, effortless. But there was a great deal of background that went into it in terms of my own search and uh, a sense of uh, an easy sense of disillusion. Uh, I, I studied one thing and found that that wasn't really the answer. So I moved on to another thing, another teacher. And eventually I got perspective and asked myself if I could share what were the most important things I'd learned uh, about life. Uh, it, and it just – I thought a few college students might like it. But I had no idea that it would be passed through the generations um, and it, I don't think it was a, you know, personally, I don't think it was a, a literary novel quality of writing. It was my first book. But somehow, you know, any book is made of two things, content and style. And so the style was uh, somewhat uh, reflected my beginner's approach to writing. But the content seemed to, to touch a chord in people. And I don't really take uh, credit. It was just my own life experience and lessons that I chose to share. I, I wish I had a formula or a trail of breadcrumbs that others could follow. But I guess we blaze our own trails. Indeed. Uh, but we want to point people who are unfamiliar with the work or maybe who have you know, sort of gone away from it for a decade or so to get back to The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I know it's not the way of the peaceful warrior. Um, but let's talk about uh, you and I share a hair color. And um, f- I appreciate so much what it takes to come back to something written. Do you know when I think about... <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, if if I had to go back and amend something I'd written in 1980 or sort of prolong it, you know, I think, A, the only things I was probably writing in 1980 was, you know, uh, love letters to Farrah Fawcett or somebody. And um, (laughs) B, it it would carry a different tone. It would carry a different weight. It would carry a different voice from today. And yet I pick up The Hidden School your latest book, uh, The Return of the Peaceful Warrior, and I'm ready for all these sort of, you know, profundities and the wisdom of the sage and the wisdom of the age. And what I get is a book that reads more like Dan Brown than Dan Millman, right? We're on an adventure journey. We go from Hawaii to the Sangre de Cristo Mountains to Kowloon to, like, we're all over the place and we're having an adventure and it's fun and it's light and there's people at gunpoint and there's the hidden treasures. It's an extraordinary tale. What has you go adventure story on us instead of deep and profound yeah interesting interesting question i i mean the peaceful warrior saga you know i've written many non-fiction guidebooks as you you mentioned a few of them like the four purposes of life mm-hmm. uh, but this was this is a story the, the and 
What's unusual about it is the second and third book in, the, in this trilogy take place both within the story, the frame of the first book. They don't follow the first book. So my second book I wrote 10 years later in the series called mm -hmm. Sacred Journey of the Peaceful Warrior mm -hmm. takes place in a Hawaiian rainforest and then the hidden school. And each of these show a period of time passing and experiences. So I wanted to create an exciting story, a saga that people could follow and drop little seeds uh, that might blossom uh, later as they read through the story. It's a nice way to deliver information uh, and content because it, we take it in at a visceral level and a heart level. Um, so I wanted to first of all write uh, the adventure that I wasn't really – I couldn't share all of this within the first book when I wrote it when Socrates sends me away to learn the lessons of life experience. Um, so yes, it is a story. I, I don't know if it's up to Dan Brown's standards, but um, <laughs> it, it is across the world. And of course, as you know, there's a device I put into it, a book in the book, uh, a journal that mm -hmm. I'm to search for uh, in the desert, and which I don't want to give too much away, but that journal contains some pretty heavy, more advanced teachings. I thought my readers by this time were ready for some more advanced work. So it shows my evolution. You know, one of my old agents said, Dan, just just have Socrates show up again in your life and just convey some more, you know, fun lessons through. Right. There's, just like you, there's just 20 like you more books there. Book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Endless. Um, and I just couldn't do that. It, it wasn't the book I was meant to write. Uh, I needed to show the evolution of my character uh, and how I went from a seeker to somebody who was more settled into himself and, uh, and who became a writer. In his, uh, and, and so I needed to show that transition. What prepared me? for the actual the, the uh, psychological death experience and, and rebirth mm -hmm. and awakening that I experienced or describe in the end of Way of the Peaceful Warrior. So this book fills in the me missing piece of the puzzle. And, and to give your listeners just a sample uh, of some heavy stuff that many people don't think about much. Um, this is from my website. I want to. Uh, I want to. I'm so sorry. I just want to let you know we're about 20 seconds away from a from a commercial break. Do you want to give us a teaser and then come back in on this point? Yes, it has to do with paradox and a business card Socrates once gave me, and how it's a key to understanding some of the deeper questions oh, yeah. of life. What a good cliffhanger! I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be the longest commercial ever. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, we thank you, dear listener, for listening. When we come back, more with the amazing, the extraordinary, the delightful, and the personable Dan Millman. Uh, you're listening to the Coaching Show right here on WSRadio.com and wherever fine po podcasts are available. We want to send you out to get the book. You can find the book by and so much more by going to www.peacefulwarrior.com. More with Dan Millman after this. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine & Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. 
To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training accomplishment coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world visit accomplishmentcoaching.com to learn more accomplishment coaching where coaches lead and leaders coach Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coach's training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coach's Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today.